0: With all of your heart, with all of your might, with all of your strength today. Hallelujah. Come on, let's shout unto God with a voice of victory. We love you, Jesus. All of God's people said amen. Take your Bibles with me, please turn to Romans chapter 8. I want to give you one of the great verses of the Bible, and I pray that by the time we leave here, it is like seed planted in your heart, and all week long, feast on the fruit of this passage of truth today. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, let's read. It says in the New Living Translation, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called According to his purpose for them. Now Jeremiah, he says in chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Back to Romans 8 and 28. Would you read it out loud with me? Let it it just fill the room today. And we know that God causes everything to work together. For the good of those who love God. And are called according to his purpose for them. Not each thing, but everything. Everything coming together. Today I talk to you about story and how in any story, like a book, there are chapters. Each individual chapter is not the sum of the story. It is one of the many, many ingredients of the story. Back when I was in Memphis pastoring a great church there... I have told you about the chapter in the story of starting a second campus and all of the responsibility in trying to make that happen, get a new campus launched. There's a lot of legal work that has to be done along with the spiritual preparation. And I'm just really honored today to have a great servant leader of the Lord who was also the lawyer, part of that church, who led with me through that whole process to now have in that community not just one but two campuses shining brightly one in one part of town that soul needs the voice of God and about 25 27 minutes away there's a second campus and helping me get that done was Jim Buchanan a great lawyer a great servant leader would you stand today and let me welcome you it's such an honor to have you in church today this is a great brother and not only in his incredible mind and heart for the Lord for that community but yearly, takes trips to China, takes Bibles, and I wish you had time to hear chapters in the story of his life, of things that have happened where he tried to take the Scripture to the underground church. We've talked much about the underground church. We have a heart for the underground church, and part of the passion in my life moved to another level by watching his passion for the underground church. Chapters in the story, about the time that we launched that second campus because of a great population, the Hmong community, Vietnamese, that were in the community of Memphis, we also launched the Hmong Assembly of God Church. There was a guy serving on my staff in an associate pastor role with the vision to one day do this, and that door swung wide open. And he not only leads with such effectiveness there, he is one of the great, strong spiritual leaders among the Hmong Assemblies of God, now the assistant superintendent for the entire nation of Hmong Assemblies. And he is here today. Would you welcome Pastor Tubi Lee? Come to the platform real quick, if you will. Welcome this great brother. He was on my staff there in Memphis. One reason is because we see eye-to-eye on most anything... (laughs) I love this guy for a lot of reasons. One is because I feel tall when I'm around him. He is such a great man of God. He's brilliant. He has spiritual passion. And this past week, I preached a youth camp for the Hmong Assemblies of God. About 16, 17 different states came into southern Missouri. And I watched their faces and I listened to their stories Pastor Two was born in Laos, and when the war broke out, they were on our side. As a result, their lives were threatened, had to flee to Thailand, crossing rivers, facing starvation. But through the providence of God, ended up in America, where he continued to reach out and how the Lord has used him. And he is the one who started the outreach to the youth of America. And now it's an incredible work, over 200 of them came to southern Missouri to this campground, and I got to be in services with them in the morning and then preach every night and watch their passion for God. And I want to tell you, if we had time to go into the chapters of this man's story, you would, you would see one more amazing work of God. And I'm going to just be blessed to have him as such an illustration before you that the chapters are just chapters. They're not the whole story their ingredients as a part of the story, and all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. When he was facing starvation and certain death, trying to flee the war, God knew that he'd be standing here today and we'd be boasting of souls saved and a work going on across America among the Hmong people and teenagers passionate for Jesus because God works all things together for the good. Let's praise him today. It's great to have you. I love you. Appreciate you Just like there are chapters in, the, in, a, in a church life, think of the chapters in the life of this church. Back in the day where the church building actually burned to the ground and the people had to rally in prayer and work. to so Say, we're going to rebuild and we're going to keep the vision alive here in this community. There are chapters in businesses, in churches, in our own lives. And I want to give you some lessons today out of Romans eight twenty eight under the thought of chapters. Here's number one. Chapters are chapters. They are not the story. They are just ingredients like in a great mixture. You know, chapters are like one ingredient. When they're put with other ingredients, they cause that which you are about to eat to taste so much better than if you only had the one ingredient. If we aren't careful, we are challenged to see that just one chapter threatens to take over and become the sum of our story. I'm going to say some slogans. You finish them with me. Uh, people say, this is just the story of my life. It seems with me I'm always a day late, and uh, for me, it's like two steps forward, and that's just the story of my life. Matter of fact, if anything bad is going to happen, it's going to, that's just the story of my life. I want to encourage you that those are just chapters, and don't sabotage your future, By seeing a chapter as the sum of the story. Chapters are chapters. They are not the story. They are just part of the story. That's why the psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The valley was a chapter. It wasn't the whole and sum of his life. It was just a chapter in his life. matter of fact, the psalmist says, Life is like a land of hills and valleys. There are highs and lows. There's the ebb and the flow of life. And so don't try to see that your entire story is captured in one chapter. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. So what did he mean? It was the completion of a chapter. It wasn't the end of the story, for that was only Friday. Sunday was coming, where Jesus rose from the dead... And the story continued, and it continues to this day. It's the story of redemption. At the camp, with all of these these energized young people, we'd have service in the morning and then service at night. In the afternoon was free time. You know how hot it's been. And so the Southern Missouri District Camp is right on the Lake of the Ozarks. And so they have this part of the lake that is theirs. And so let me show you a picture. It's called the blob. I'll show you this picture if I can. There it is. Now, let me explain. Out here on the end, it's kind of sunken in because there's a person there, but you can't see them. And what's about to happen is from the platform, this person is going to jump off. It's a, you can't tell it here, but it's about 10 feet above the blob. And when that person hits, it's going to launch the person on the very end. And so we were having this great time, and this person says to me, I have never really been in the water before. But I'd love to do that. I said, here's a life jacket. Let's do it. So that's the person. Oh my goodness, they already switched to the next picture on me. So there he is. Uh, Well, go, you're already there now. So there he is. Now notice here, he's still on his way up. This is a guy who's hardly ever been in the water. So there he is on the way up. He goes up about another 8 to 10 feet, and he does a complete back flip like we used to call it a gainer because it's not a front flip. You jump that way, but you flip this way. He didn't mean to do that. I'm talking, this guy was out of control. He was just at the mercy of God. And when he comes down, and he goes underwater, and he comes back up, I'm there, and his eyes are big as baseballs, and he says, I don't want to do that anymore. He was really glad that that was just a chapter, but not the whole story. There was a moment where he thought that this is the end of the story, but it wasn't. It was just a chapter because Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says all things. That particular thing right there, that wasn't good to him, but when he came up and it was all said and done, he started to recall, you know, that wasn't that bad. That was actually kind of fun. Chapters are chapters. They are not the story. When you watch the caterpillar about to die, it then gives way to the butterfly. Because chapters are just chapters. They are not the story. If you are in a tough time, I want to tell you that chapter, mixed with the other chapters of your life, are going to come together to one awesome story. It's not to minimize that you aren't hurting or struggling. It is to say, when even this ingredient of fear or challenge is mixed with all of the other ingredients of God's work in you, it is going to become an aroma of God's power in all situations, faith for all seasons, presence of God in every chapter, to be a witness to a watching world that needs a God who is with them In the midnight hour and when the sun is rising. Chapters. Weeping may endure for a night, but that's not the sum of the story. Joy comes in the morning. Chapters are chapters. They're not the story. Number two, some of the worst chapters teach us the best lessons. Talked a lot this summer about Marshall University. It is a story, a chapter in the story that we've talked about, mostly of when the plane went down and the football team was killed and most of the coaching staff. And we looked into the chapter of how they rose from the ashes and rebuilt. However, you can't read that chapter and watch that one chapter without getting the sum of the entire story. But there are so many lessons of perseverance, encouragement, To never give up lessons that we learn in the worst chapters that we couldn't learn any other way. Do some word association with me. Daniel and uh, David and... Think of the chapters in David's life. And what we learn about God through some of the worst chapters the lessons that rose from his life like when he fought goliath that god is the god of the battle how many of you found in your life when you faced a challenge and the odds were stacked against you you didn't know how you're going to make it but there was a certain settledness in your soul that said to you god was with you and god was greater than the challenge and here you are today with a testimony that God brought the giant down. Because so you learned the lesson in one of the worst chapters of his life, that God is the God of the battle. In the chapter of his sin, we learn that failure is not final with God. We learn out of the worst chapter of his life that if you will confess genuinely, repent sincerely. That he will create in you a clean heart, renew a right spirit, and restore to you the joy of your salvation. Out of the worst chapters come some of the best lessons. So true, isn't it? Think of the story of Joseph one roller coaster of a life negative, positive, negative, positive. But when all of the chapters weave together, Joseph was at his best when the world was at its worst. and Joseph was a witness of God, and many people turned to God because this man realized that one chapter was not the sum of his life. And how many lessons have we learned by studying the life of Joseph and specifically the chapters that were not favorable? Abraham is listed in Hebrews 11. Moses is listed in Hebrews 11. Rahab is listed in Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is like a Hall of Fame. Maybe yesterday you saw the inductees into the National Football Hall of Fame. They recalled their stories. They recalled some of their adversity, some of their challenges. And now they stand as a witness for generations to come of having reached the zenith of their career... And their name is recorded for all history because they're in the Hall of Fame for having overcome, achieved, excelled at the highest level. Abraham, Moses, Rahab, just a few listed in God's Hall of Fame. Chapters in their life, some that were not good. But because of the lessons we've learned today when we talk about God, we're often encouraged as we say God is with us, the God of Abraham. Abraham. And when we think about the God of Abraham, we think about the fact that God is with us as he was with Abraham when Abraham was facing uncertainty with the promise that he would be a father. And he's like, I'm way too old for that. God was with him when he raised the knife to then offer as a sacrifice his son Isaac and God provided for him over and over again. We're encouraged by some of the more difficult chapters. The best lessons come. From the worst chapters. Can you say amen? Number three, God's plan is for your story to be a story of victory. This is good news. I want to read you a verse. I want you to read it with me. I want to read it in King James because it, it, it captures that, that voice of heritage. And if you're raised in church, this is the way you heard this verse. Now thanks be unto God. Which always causes us to triumph in Christ... ...and maketh manifest the savor, the aroma... ...of his knowledge by us in every place. Because he causes us to triumph. Always. Then we become a witness of the influence of Christ. We become a witness of the goodness of God. Think about this. Not one ingredient, but the many ingredients... Of your life, the chapters of your life, put in the oven of trial and testing. And when it comes out, because God always leads in triumph, it becomes an amazing influence on the people around you. God always leads us into victory. Now when Paul wrote this, he was capturing one of the great doctrines of the cross. Where God, by giving his son, Jesus became the Christos victor. Meaning, at the cross, there was a war between two kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kings of the kingdom, God of the kingdom of light, Satan of the kingdom of darkness. In Satan's kingdom, there was that which held people in slavery, and that enemy was sin. So you have the enemy king and his vices that caused people to be in slavery. And so, these kingdoms collided. Now, when Paul wrote about this triumphant processional, all of the people understood the imagery that he was using. It was when two kings of that culture would go out on the battle plain, they would wage war. And when the victorious king knew the battle was over, he would take the enemy king, after having dominated and won against him, he would chain that defeated king to his chariot. Back into town they would come. And all of the people would gather, and there would be like a victory parade. The Christos victor, this victorious king came riding in. Attached to his chariot was this defeated king that was creating tyranny and holding people in slavery. But now that enemy king was defeated, and the slavery was no more. And so the people celebrated in the victory of their conquering king. Because his victory was their victory. And the enemy's defeat was their victory. So when Jesus died on Friday. But rose again on Sunday. He led a triumphant processional. He took captivity captive. He rose again and defeated by his death and resurrection. Satan and sin. Satan lost his power to dominate. Sin lost its ability to hold us in slavery. And into town rode our conquering king. And now we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory because our God is the conquering king, Christos victor. And he always leads us. In triumphant procession. What that means is, no matter how tough an individual chapter of your story is, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Because your story ends in victory. It is impossible for the child, the son, or daughter of God to suffer prolonged defeat. Impossible. Because he always, not sometimes, he always leads us in triumph. Come on, talk back to me for a moment. That if you're in a valley, you're coming out of the valley. If you're in a tough time, you're coming through the tough time. Don't you dare put a period where God puts a comma. God is not finished with you. Your story ends in victory. Let's praise him this morning. Hallelujah. Pastor, I got divorced. That's not the end of your story. Pastor, I've been addicted. That's not the end of your story. Pastor, I'm suffering all kind of financial problems. That is not the end of your story. I have a diagnosis, and they say there is no hope. That is not the end of your story. It is a chapter chapter in your story and by the time God is finished with you and your story it will be one chapter like an ingredient among many ingredients that make your story a story of great (laughs) victory praise his name you're not the tail. you're not going down you are blessed you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out every day that you live you are blessed from the rising of the sun to the going down of the saying, the name of the Lord is to be praised because he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. Your God is on the throne. Therefore, you have victory today. Praise God. To get that in your soul, you realize that he does have plans for you. Not for disaster. Plans to give you up future and a hope. Well, we get locked away and trapped by certain chapters rather than realizing there's another chapter of this story. And I'm not going to be bound by one season or one situation. I'm going to move on and extract the lessons that I've learned about God and about myself and about life. And I will allow that to be put in the mixture of my witness to a world that needs to know. That through the toughest times, there is a name upon which you can call. And his name is Jesus. And his influence in the time of storm gives you a peace, gives you a quiet assurance that this storm has come to pass. And you will be standing once the storm is over because it's just a chapter. It is not the story. Let's praise him today that we are on the winning side. We're on the winning side. Praise God. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's creating a change in me. But at first, uh, if I DVR'd like a great game, I wouldn't want to know the outcome because it would, like, take away the reason to even watch the game. Like, if, if you came up and said, hey, your team, like the Dallas Cowboys, if you came up and said they won, you know, why watch the game? But I can tell you there's something happening in me. Uh, if you know the team wins, then you can watch the game. And when it looks like there's no way you're going to win... You already know the end of the story. So you don't have to have all that anxiety. My God, I feel like preaching right now. Why You don't have to sit there on pins and needles wondering if it's going to happen because you already know. You've already been told. You're team one. So while everyone is all uptight, you're all relaxed because you know the end of the story. Are, are, are the lights on the dashboard going off? Revelation says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. It says of that season, of that part of the story, Satan will be forever defeated. Right now we're attacked with temptation and sin, but there is coming a time where Satan will be forever defeated. The Bible says trampled, thrown into the lake of fire, into the abyss. It says that no evil will enter heaven, so sin is forever defeated. Destroyed, We are rescued in the rapture of the church. We are rescued, caught up, and we meet the Lord in the air. See, we're just going through this valley. We're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> going through. Going through. We are rescued, and God is praised. So right now, if I'm in a tough chapter... Why feel all the stress and anxiety if I know the end of the story? I may be down right now. I may be struggling right now. But this is just a chapter. I'm just passing through. But one day... Just as this summer will give way to fall, and fall will give way to winter, and winter will give way to spring. I'm telling you, this certain chapter will give way to the next chapter and the next chapter until suddenly we are in the manifest presence of Jesus. We lost that kind of manifest communion when Adam sinned, but it's going to be restored because there we'll see him face to face. We had no access to that tree of life that was right there in the center of the garden because of sin. But Revelation 21 says right there in the center of that new heaven is the tree of life. It bears fruit, 12 different kinds of fruit for the healing of the nations. My God, the lamb is the light of that city. We are on our way to the streets that are paved with gold. The gate will swing open. It's a gate like one giant and there's going to be thunder and lightning as the voice of God speaks, there's going to be this glorious, incredible rainbow around the throne of God and every angel and every angelic creature along with the saints from every tribe and nation. The devil tried to take Pastor Lee out years ago, but that was just one chapter in the story and because he continued to serve God, tens of thousands are being influenced to come to know Jesus and one day from every tribe tribe, every tongue, every language. We're going to gather around the throne and celebrate that he is worthy to receive glory and power and might, dominion forever and ever and ever and ever and ever because that is the way the story concludes. That's the end of the story. Don't give up. Don't give in. This is just a chapter. Come on, let's praise him today. We're on the winning side. Hallelujah. If you're saved, it means that you are born of God. How many of you are born of God? Here's what the scripture says. And all who are born of God overcome. That's the story. Now, don't let life happen to you. Don't you just wake up as some pawn to be tossed about on the sea of circumstance. Begin to take hold of the promises of God and declare faith when there's no no emotional reason to have faith, no circumstantial reason. Declare faith because you know the end of the story. Declare those things that aren't as though they are. Lay hold of what God has promised you. Absolutely resist a spirit of fear, No more anxiety driving you to the pharmacy, driving you to heart attacks. It is time to live in the freedom of our awesome God. I don't have to sit here and wonder, am I going to make it? I know the end of the story. Yes, I'm going to make it beyond anything I could imagine. Praise God, praise God. Now this is the hope that turns into an anchor and that will hold you. When times are difficult, and remind you. It's just a chapter. There's another chapter coming. Holy Spirit, thank you for this great word of encouragement. Let it be more than words that a man says, let it be the very oracles of God that form truth in our hearts, that produce freedom. Why would someone sit here today overcome with stress and anxiety about tomorrow? When they can know the peace that passes all understanding. Let not hearts be troubled today. Thank you that we can look at the chapters, some of the tough chapters of the lives of those in the Bible, and learn great lessons. Today, to you, my church, I tell you that God is a rock, a fortress, He's a strong tower. I've experienced that in my life but I first learned it through the life of David because when David was having some tough chapters he would learn about God that God was like a rock gave him assurance and foundation God was like a hiding place a refuge he could run to the Lord and find safety he found that God was like this strong tower this this great bulwark against all of the adversity. You've learned that in your life. Let not your heart be troubled today. Don't let your heart be overwhelmed. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your heart. Receive the help of the Lord. He's a present help in the time of need. How do we know that? Because a guy who was having a tough chapter experienced that and he wrote about it. He said in the Psalm that God is a present help in the time of need the psalmist said in Psalm 91 in the secret place of the most high God I'll abide under the shadow of the almighty he learned that in times of adversity if you'd say pastor I'm struggling it's like a spirit of defeat just a, a heaviness of my soul And I want this victory you've talked about. Here in a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand right where you are. By standing, you're not admitting weakness. You're admitting dependency upon God to receive from God what he has for you. To know that God is God and that he has done an incredible work through Jesus to make you more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. You'd say, I want that kind of attitude. I want that kind of heart and resolve that I am more than a conqueror. If that's your need today, just stand right where you are. We'll wait just a moment as you respond to God's leading in your life. Holy Spirit, you see those who are standing remind them first of all that you're with them they're not alone so so many times the enemy makes us feel like we're all alone they're not alone you're with them and the fact that you are with them is going to make the difference you will provide way of escape you will provide a pathway of overcoming, you will deliver because that's your nature, you're a way maker they're in a chapter it's just a chapter It'll give way to the next chapter. This is not the sum of their story. May they learn about you. May they learn about your nature and character as they walk through this valley. We stand with them in prayerful support that they would know that about you. They would know you're a valley walker so that we come through, we're nourished. Freshly blessed until our heart overflows. Thank you for that, God. Now with everybody standing, would you just close your eyes in his presence? I want the team to capture the essence of this message in these words of this one song. Listen to this and then we'll have a final prayer.